0: Hi and welcome to the Property Side Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. And if you want help starting a property business or you want to find out more about creative property strategies and building your income, then this is the podcast for you. No gimmicks, no dodgy property gurus, no nonsense. This is the Property Side Hustle Podcast. Right, today's show is part of one of a series that I'm putting together where I'm going to cover every... Part of a property sourcing business or a deal packaging business, right? From business setup to marketing to finding investors, sourcing deals, building relationships, analysing deals, um what contracts to use, um, and how you can get paid your fee and get that money in the bank, which is why we're here, that's why we're doing it. Now, obviously, there's a lot to that, so it's not gonna be in one podcast, there is gonna be a series. Um, And part one today um, is I will be jumping into business setup. We're going to start at the beginning, business setup and compliance and all legalities. So it's a bit of an admin podcast, but if you're looking to start a property sourcing business or you just want to find out more about what it entails, then this is the logical starting point. But before we jump into it, the biggest problem people have when they are just getting started in property is they hit a problem a bump in the road. They get stuck. They have nobody to help them. And many times that leads to them giving up. They may well have gone and done a course, you know, two day, three day course somewhere, or they've had access to some training. But if you hit a problem and you will, because, you know, that's life problems happen and you need to find the solution. But if you don't know the answer, you're stuck. Uh, what, you know, what do you do? Um, And the only solution is having somebody who can help you through that. But the problem is property mentorship in the UK is ridiculously expensive. Some charge over 20K just for a year's worth of support. And that typically is inside a group. It's like group coaching, group support. It's not one-on-one. You know, somebody's not going to hold your hand through everything for that 20K. So here's the fix that nobody else will offer you. And nobody is doing this in the UK at all. I can mentor you personally, one-to-one, help you with any, any aspect of your business whatsoever and help you every single step of the way with your chosen strategy. The cost is probably, how much does that cost? That, you probably want, What are you thinking? The cost, well, it's peanuts compared to these property guru types who charge the tens of thousands of pounds. I'll just give you a little insight. It's less than a thousand pounds. So if you want me to be your mentor and business coach, because it's not just about property mentorship, it's business coaching as well, you need to join the waiting list on my website, psnpropertyblog.com. That's psnpropertyblog.com. And one last thing, if I work with you and you join, it's not time limited, which means I will work with you as long as you need me to support you in your business and on your property journey. And there are no ongoing costs So sign up to the waiting list now on the website, psnpropertyblog.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Now, as many of you know, we have a uh, a group on Facebook, a property group with almost eight thousand people, um, and it's called the Property Deal Sourcing Community UK. <clears throat> now, so many times in this group, people post basic questions around business setup, around co sourcing, about contracts, what order to do things in, etc., etc. So, in this series, like like I said at the beginning, you're going to get all the answers, starting with. How do you set up your business? So I'm going to share some really useful links today in the podcast. So please check the show notes or the podcast description on the app that you're listening to me on for the full details and all those links that you're going to need. Now we'll get on to the compliance side of things in a minute um, and how you become legal effectively to run your business um, because that's vitally important from the get go. So the first question is, should you be set up as a limited company or as a sole trader? So let's talk through this and I'll try and keep it really basic and and, and be quick with this because it, it, is, it is admin based. This is not the exciting episode, um, but it's a necessity. So the difference between a limited company and a sole trader are as follows. With a limited company, you create what is a separate legal entity. This means... Your personal assets, such as your house, your car, anything else you own personally, have nothing to do with your business. Now, that's the big benefit, as financially, you're separating yourself from your business. So, you're separating those personal assets from your business. Now, with a limited company, you will need to file an annual tax return with HMRC, Uh, which can be done very simply by using um, the HMRC website. And this is essentially you detailing what your company's earned, any expenditure you had via the company, um, and any costs. So you work out what your bottom line was, and then you'll get a tax bill based on your net profit after all costs. Now, you don't need to register for VAT. A lot of people think, what about VAT? You don't need to worry about VAT until you think you will generate above £85,000 in revenue. Now, you can register for that at any time by visiting the HMRC website. You don't have to do it today. If you think you might go over that 85K, um, you can just do it as you're approaching that, that sort of revenue um, level. Now, the pros of being a limited company are, well, you know, it looks more professional when you're dealing with an investor client, doesn't it? You know, it, it gives you a separate financial and legal entity away from your own personal assets, as we said um, but the professional side, I think, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's a big one. If you're a limited company, then it just, it sounds a lot better than being a sole trader. So what about being a sole trader? Well, it's kind of the opposite of what we've just said. So there is no distinction between you and your business. You are one and the same. So should you run up a debt as your business, if you're a sole trader, your personal assets like your house, car, etc., could be at risk because there's no differential there between you and the business. Um, you still have to file an annual tax return uh, as a sole trader because it's effectively yourself employed uh, through the HMRC website, very very similar. And you know, it does look less professional to investor clients if you're a sole trader. So most people, in my experience, most people who are doing this, they go down the limited company route. And it's really, really simple. So how can you set up as a limited company? How do you do it? Where do you start? Well, you can do this yourself by visiting a website called Companies House and you can incorporate a new limited company yourself. Um, There'll be some questions like how many directors will you have? And it's most likely just going to be you in most cases, unless you have a business partner. and also, how the shares in that company are divided up if you have more than one director. If it's just you, then they're all yours. Um, if all that sounds a bit complicated and gobbledygooking, like, oh my God, I don't know where to start, even though I've just told you, you there are plenty of companies out there that will set it all up for you for a small fee. Um, And it, it's, they're called company, reg- they, they they basically register companies. I'm um, trying to think of one off the top of my head. And my mind's gone blank, so I can't help you with that one. But reach out to me or just have a quick Google, uh, company formation. And honestly, you will find plenty of companies that will set it up for a very small fee. So another part of setting up is, of course, getting yourself a business bank account. Now, as a property sourcer, we advise um, that you don't take a reservation fee when you're property sourcing. And here is why: if you take a reservation fee from an investor, then that investor decides not to buy the property. they will ask to be refunded that reservation fee, so you cannot simply take a reservation fee and place it in your business account as it you know it could be spent by yourself accidentally, you might forget a bill may go out of the a direct debit may go out um, and you're eaten into that direct that that investor's funds that reservation fee. You cannot do that legally. The reservation fee does not fully belong to you until your investor buys the property and completes their business with you. So I think you can see that taking a reservation fee and getting that little bit of money up front causes more issues than it's worth. However, if you did want to take reservation fees, and people do, what you'll need is you'll need a business bank account, but you will also need a separate client account to store the client monies in like reservation fees that don't belong to you initially. Now, not all banks out there offer client accounts as a standard, as a rule of thumb, they don't offer them. So just be aware of this prior to choosing a bank. So if you need a client account, ask that question straight away before you go wasting any time. Can I have a client account along with my business account? Some will say yes, some will say no. In addition to that, If you have a client account, you will also need client money protection, which is, it's an insurance policy to protect the client's money. So our advice is never take a reservation fee, don't hold client monies and make life easier for yourself. So moving on, let's talk about compliance. Now, it's a hugely important part, which is often misunderstood so you're lucky, I'm here today to make it as clear as day for you because actually yesterday I seen somebody post um on Facebook in a property group um a load of images saying this is what you need to be compliant as a sourcer, and do you know what it was wrong. there were some bits missing that he'd forgotten about when he posted that, so this comes at a good time if you you know you need to be sure that you're setting up in the right way and compliant to run your business. So to run a property sourcing business where you are involved in the transaction of properties, you what happens is you actually fall under a lot of what is estate agency legislation. Now, some of this requires you to be registered with some regulatory bodies and you need to have policies in place and working practices to deal with investors, etc. Now, All that, it it can sound really scary, but the reality is you just need to understand what your liabilities are as a business owner and make sure that you tick all the boxes and that you're fully legal and you've done what you need to do. And that's what this podcast is about. That way, you can sleep at night knowing you've done it all right and everything's good to go. So I'm going to run through these, starting with the easy stuff. So you need to register with the ICO, otherwise known as data protection. And this is a simple case of visiting the website for the ICO and registering online and paying the fee. Um, and it, it's, a, it's an annual fee, so you'll pay this one each year. You do this as you will be handling other people's data, like names, you know, investors' names, addresses, phone numbers, etc. And obviously, if you're handling people's data, you need to be aware of it and, uh, you know, handle that data properly and... and along with the guidance from the ICO. Um, And we'll we'll give you the links of everything you need to do in the show notes, so don't worry. Next up, you need to be registered with the Property Ombudsman, the TPO. Now, this is a regulatory body that will deal with any complaints between two parties should they arise. They are there to solve any potential disputes that may arise. Now, to register for that, again, just a simple case of going on the website and register under property professionals and you pay the fee. Simple. Now, as you are operating a business, which is often giving advice to clients, you will, of course, need some insurances. So you will need professional indemnity insurance and public liability insurance too. How much you cover, you require depends on how much liability you will have within your business. So speak with an insurance broker and discuss your business and they will help guide you based on your assumed clients and the business model you are using. Now last but not least for the compliance, now this is the biggie, you're also you're also going to need to register for AML or Anti-Money Laundering Supervision with HMRC. Now this is because you will be dealing with investor clients who wish to buy a property and you have to carry out certain checks such as id uh, you have to ask certain questions around how they are funding the purchase where the money came from etc so we advise you to do a course with a company called high speed training now i'm not getting a referral fee for this it's just it's out there and it's a, it's a great course and the best bit It's only 25 quid, so it's not going to break the bank either. And that course, um, it explains to you what checks you need to do and also what policies and paperwork you need to obtain. Now, talking of the policies and paperwork, you can get hold of these really simply using a website called Verify.com. But don't worry, you can get all the links. As I've said, it's all in the show notes, everything I've talked about. Now I know today's show has been it's been really heavy on admin it's not exciting I've not talked about earning you know money or anything like that or property strategies we've literally talked about business setup and compliance but we'll get into the juicy stuff on the next episode but it's really really important that you know how to set up your business so you're doing it right because there are so many people I see literally every week on Facebook And they want to co-source with people because they're not set up right or or they're not set up yet because they're trying to get money in before they set up and all the rest of it. Now, you just need to do it right. You just need to do it correctly. And this is what this episode is for. It's a great resource for anybody looking to get started. So I hope it's really helped you. Now, on the next episode, I'm going to actually cover marketing, branding, how to position your property sourcing business and the juicy bit earn extra income streams because it isn't just about that that sourcing fee. It's about what else can you earn and you can earn money really quickly. Even before you earn your first sourcing fee, you could be earning money straight away. Thanks so much for listening. It means a lot. And if you're enjoying the podcast, maybe go check out our free training, which is available on our, on our website. Um, and if you're interested in being mentored by myself, you, you, we can't. You can't buy that on our website. Unfortunately, we have a waiting list uh, situation going on, and every now and again, we open up the waiting list and we we drop you an email to say access is open and you can join the mentorship program. But it is very limited because there's only one of me, and I like to work with people one on one. Now. That's all for today's episode of the podcast. Please subscribe or follow us so you don't miss out on the future episodes in this series, especially. And just a quick reminder, go visit our website, sign up to the waiting list, psmpropertyblog.com. I'll be back very soon. But until then, stay safe and take it easy.